0: i haven't seen the actual video but i did see i saw people tweeting about it and and was very jealous that i was not there i got some fomo from that because yeah i I definitely it's just fomo it's not fomo i don't know
1: (laughs) you have you have teens (laughs) you need to know that it's fomo okay it's fine (laughs) hello Welcome to yet another episode of an ACC podcast, and this week, as I, Lauren Brownlow, who will at one point remember to say her own name on here, um, I'm joined by... The person I actually did my first podcast with, we have a little bit of a podcast reunion happening. We actually have audio production this time. When we first started this, we were sort of like fumbling around Audacity trying to figure things yeah,
0: out. Yeah, I was the audio production. And, and I think the best thing about the theme music is that it's aged really well. Because when you have an R. Kelly song... Oh,
1: that's dear. That's right. <laughs> right. He's canceled. So our podcast didn't get canceled. We just sort of ran out of time to keep doing it. Um, because Sean, Sean is the Duke maven, but he has several jobs and he actively follows the league, which is part of why I wanted to have him on. Duke was obviously off this week, but Sean um, has covered, you know, was covering other games. You were at Carolina, I'm assuming for app, right?
0: Yes. Um, Yes. Like I own Carolina blue magazine and uh, yeah, so I was at North Carolina for their game against app state uh, this weekend.
1: Yeah. I literally can't keep track of how many (laughs) people ask me all the time and they're like, wait, how many jobs do you have now? I'm like, I don't know.
0: And the North state journal. Yes. Those those are the big three right now (laughs) Now that baseball season's over. Those are my big three jobs.
1: So yeah, he Sean, but Sean covers the rest of the ACC as well and, and pays attention to it. So I thought he was a good person to sort of bounce around the league with. Plus Duke was off this week, but they have a pretty big game on Thursday when they go up to Virginia Tech. Um, By the way, do you see that that I mean, not that we do a lot of gambling talk on here, but that that line opened at like six and a half. Virginia Tech fans apparently were piled on Duke
0: when they were like, (laughs)
1: what? (laughs) And now it's down to two and a half.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that is actually one of my other jobs is is, yeah writing about gambling. And I I was surprised about about the about the Duke line as well.
1: I mean, I get it. Like you get the Blacksburg bump and like Duke hasn't played all that well against Virginia Tech. So there's also that. But, man, okay. They must know something we don't.
0: Apparently. I found that that's true a lot of times when the line moves and you don't understand it is they know something you don't.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Well, we got to get to what actually happened in the ACC this week. Um, I'm pulling up the results, which are definitely not in order at all. (laughs) So thanks for that, ESPN. Um, But we should probably talk about Charlotte Clemson, only to say that at halftime of the Charlotte Clemson game, uh, they filmed a movie about fake Clemson and they had like a fake Clemson. Did you see that? They had like a fake Clemson football team. Right
0: I haven't there. seen the actual video, but I did see, I saw people tweeting about it and, and was very jealous that I was not there. I got some FOMO from that. Cause yeah, I, I definitely. It's
1: just FOMO. No, it's not FOMO. I don't know. <laughs> you have, you have teens. <laughs> you need to know that it's FOMO. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, apparently, like, they did, like, the the, they swayed, they ran down the hill, they touched the rock, like, there was an opposing team there uh, that got booed, Um, and I think the best tweet from that was somebody said, uh, I think he uh, he covers Clemson, um, his name's Sanders Sullivan, and he tweeted something about the fact that they would be favored by a touchdown against Tennessee, the fake (laughs) team, on a neutral field, so... Probably true. But yeah, that's really the only noteworthy thing to come out of that game. Well,
0: actually, my favorite part about the Clemson game is that they played 111 players in that game. It's amazing. Which I don't know how that's possible. It was a school record. They played, I looked this up, they played 97 players in their spring game, which was against each other. And they only had 97 players on the field. So they beat weird. that by 14 players.
1: That's that's kind of weird, right? Yes. That seems strange.
0: And even better, they didn't play everyone. They have 119 players on the roster. So oh. if you're one of those eight guys that didn't get into this game, I think you need to start looking at the portal because I don't think you have a future with, with Clemson. Hmm.
1: Maybe they were, like, suspended.
0: That could be. And I look to see. I don't think anybody's transferred and sitting sitting out a year. I don't think anyone does that anymore. But so I don't think that anybody couldn't play for that reason. But like Justin Ross was one of them. He was hurt. Uh he was he's usually the starter or wide receiver. He was hurt. Um, but you know, when both of Kirk Street's kids get into the game and you don't, I think you need to take a long hard look at your at your football career.
1: P.S. Kirk Herbstreet's kids play at Clemson is becoming the new like Mike London was a cop. Like, okay. <laughs> We, we we get it. And Dabo's kid playing. Yeah, That's both, also.
0: Both of Dabo's kids got in the game. Brent Wait, Menable's he has another kids?
1: kid on the team? I didn't I know thought, that. So, I thought there were two Swinneys oh, on the yeah, team. Because I, I
0: went through all of this. I went through the, the game participation chart. And yeah, there were two swinnies that got into the game.
1: Look at that. You know, one of these days I wish Dabo would just get in.
0: That's true. Would yeah. we even notice? Probably. In a game like that one, I doubt we would. No, he, just getting in there for a kickoff or something, I think he could do that.
1: Maybe he should let a fan win a contest to go in. <laughs> I'm sure the legal, the legal team behind that would be cool with it, right? It'd be fine.
0: Yeah, there wouldn't be that many forms you'd have to sign. I'm sure <laughs> to, to waive that.
1: I, Sean saying this, by the way, as someone who was um, actively trying to get hit by a football player, That's uh, right. Elijah Hood specifically, um, and I think Elijah was down. It was the university that was more.
0: Yeah, when it was just <laughs> Elijah and I, we were fine with it, and then and then yeah, UNC <laughs> stepped in. And uh, so Elijah hit me up. If, if you're listening to this, you know, we can do it now. now that he's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and I learned my lesson. I got forgiveness when I got hit by a pitch uh, over the this past off season. Yeah. And uh, I got forgiveness from the school that the the pitcher came from rather than try to get permission. So that, that was the way to do it.
1: Yeah, that's that's generally the way to do it. But Sean's out there doing the important journalism <laughs> that uh, we're all either too crazy or too lazy. To attempt or or on too our own.
0: Sane to, to do.
1: Or, yeah, too sane, not too crazy. <laughs> You're too crazy to be doing it. Um, so yeah, that was... Uh, look, gosh, what was on the news? Oh, see, because I wasn't covering a game until nighttime, um, I did watch. I watched Boston, Colle- po- Boston oh. College Rutgers on purpose. People were concerned about me and wanted to do a welfare check. I was actually... Yeah, I, <laughs> what? It wasn't that bad. Okay. Look... I have okay. My bar for bad <laughs> is low. Okay, like Clearly. you got to go real low. Clearly, you can't score forty six combined points and think that you're going to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And plus, I I saw live the 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 Rutgers touchdown celebration where the center punched the quarterback oh, the punch? in the face. Yeah,
0: that was pretty cool. I saw that on Twitter. That was that was a pretty cool celebration. And
1: I was enjoying that Rutgers had a quarterback named Art Sitkowski, which. Sounds that's, way more like a seventy-year-old dentist in like Miami Gardens.
0: I was going to say that's about the most Rutgers name ever. That that just <laughs> seems like yeah, some Jersey guy. I could see that.
1: Yeah, so that, it was mildly entertaining. I mean, Boston College did like what it needed to do, I guess, and I guess Rutgers continues to hold down the title of worst P five team. So congrats to Rutgers for that. It's quite the accomplishment.
0: Are they still in the Big Ten? Has the Big yeah. Ten done something about that yet? They've still no, got. No,
1: they got to have that New York market on lockdown, uh, Sean.
0: Yeah. The, the New York market loves them some Rutgers football.
1: Just think about how the ACC has owned Boston.
0: Right. You know, yes. has
1: owned the Boston market, not the franchise of fast food, but the actual market of Boston.
0: Wait, is Boston College still in the ACC?
1: Uh, technically, okay. yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's
0: why we're talking about this game. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, they won, so yay. You you split Kansas and Rutgers. I'm sure that'll inspire a lot of confidence in your fans, Steve Adazio.
0: This just in Boston College ran the ball a lot in the game. So that's that's something new for them, I guess. That that's
1: <laughs> what? They run the ball a lot? <laughs> Next thing you'll tell me, they call themselves dudes. Um yeah, their their defense stinks, but their offense is Fine when they run the ball a lot. Anthony Brown's still not very accurate. Blah, 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 blah. That's, I mean, that's that's it. Like, there's nothing really else to say about Boston College than that, is there? Except for they play hashtag the rivalry this week. And I'll get more into that in, in Thursday's podcast. But I love that BC and Wake have sort of made themselves their own rivalry because those games are usually much worse, by the way. Those have been much worse than Boston College Rutgers over the years.
0: That's true. Yeah. No, I would agree and with I that. And I mean
1: that in the most loving possible ways. That's not going to happen in this one, by the way. But again, We'll get to that later. Um, what else was that? Well, part of the problem was like, what else was at noon was just not super. I mean, Wake and Elon was not competitive. Speaking of Wake, Wake looked great. Wake has looked great. I mean, Jamie Newman's been one of the best quarterbacks in the country.
0: No, I agree, <laughs> and I, I I was surprised when he won the job in preseason.
1: I was too, and over and Sam Hartman, yeah.
0: And I still, even even with all that Newman has done, and he could not have done more in in the start of the season so yeah. far. Um but still you you've got to feel that Sam Hartman is sitting there saying I could do that like there's there's that whole system quarterback kind of thing where, yeah. where so but it's just know, taking though. something away from Newman because he's been great since he took that job late last year that you could not ask for more from this guy and you know that's why was he sitting if he was this good i mean it's just it's hard to it's hard to understand why he lost the job last preseason if he's this good
1: yeah i don't know i mean it, either way like his it, it, it's they've looked great the offense has looked really really good Um, and you know, they're making a case for second best team in the ACC. You know, I I don't know that I'm quite willing to go there just yet. We'll get to Virginia. Oh Mm, Yeah. Um, But teams have games like that. That's whatever. I'm not going to necessarily just dismiss that, dismiss them because of that, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. There's plenty left to shake out. I think.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if Wake played Virginia right now, I would think I, I would pick Wake, like a neutral field. I think that yeah. Wake. I would, I would think that the way wake is playing yeah, offense and too. defense. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that I would pick Virginia over them.
1: No, I, I hear you. I, that's yeah, I probably would too. Um, Then we got Western Mission at Syracuse. That got dicey for a hot minute um, (laughs) because Syracuse can't help itself, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was going on right as the Carolina game was about to start. And so, we're getting, you know, you get that whole, you're trying to get ready for the game, and then there's this debacle going on above you on the monitors. You're trying to track both. Uh, But it looked like Syracuse, I didn't see how they did it, but it looks like they righted the ship at the end and made the score at least look somewhat respectable. The 33 for Western Michigan doesn't look respectable. Well, it's better than last year. That's true. Yeah, it is better than last year.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it, it. I guess if there's anything good for them, it looked like Tommy DeVito settled in a little bit. Um, I know it's Western Michigan, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think, you know, he's looked even against Liberty, looked a little shaky. I thought obviously against Maryland, everyone involved wasn't great. I still don't want
0: to understand what happened that Maryland game. Like that's just wild. That's just shocking to me. Like they you know, Syracuse, I didn't know that they were the second best team in the Atlantic. They're getting some run for that at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I didn't think they were a bad team. They seemed solid and defensively they seemed okay. And yeah, I just don't know how Maryland did that to them.
1: It's it's pretty wild.
0: Scotty Montgomery is just a genius, apparently. Who knew? Yeah. Huh
1: weird i who would have thought that <laughs> uh, oh god um yeah it's it's funny i don't know I, I don't know what to make of syracuse yet um we probably gave them a little too much credit i've talked about this year before based mm-hmm. on what they did last year but they kind of earned it but um one of the most entertaining things i thought is the fact that you know that there's like this ongoing dispute that they're not calling there's something going on with the carrier dome and they're not calling it that anymore and yes, they've like the dome what's it's so weird like no one really knows what's going on. And like the carrier people are upset and like something there's something more to I just love that they've changed it in like every piece of literature they ha- they can possibly change. They've changed it to just the dome, like as if it never happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been the carrier dome since I was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's strange to not call it that. Um, and of course, there was the old joke that it's not air conditioned and it's named after an air conditioning company. And now we can't use that joke anymore.
1: Well, it's literally true, isn't it? Or yeah. is it not true? No, that is true. Right. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> like, that's, that's the, one of the dumbest things. Jeez. Um, uh, let's get to the game you were at.
0: Yes. App Carolina state. App State.
1: Yeah. Yes. The state championship game.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen. I mean.
1: Well, that, that that takes away NC State, though, in a way that's probably not fair. But when's the last time State played App? Do you know? Because I know App Hat and Carolina have not played since 1940 for full context.
0: It's it was in the within the last Because the
1: Tar Heels are a bunch of cowards.
0: <laughs> it I'm... was within the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah,
1: it was not. Yeah. yeah. I just don't remember it cuz I don't think I was in media at the time.
0: No, it was yeah, I was Andrew I was talking to Andrew Jones, publisher of Tar Heel Illustrated mm-hmm. uh, at the game and he said he covered that game, App State at at, at NC State and because uh, I was talking about how the App State fans showed out in force for the game, and I was surprised how many showed up because it's a long trip from Boone, but they they came. Yeah, and he special said it was- shout
1: out to the dude in my mentions who was mad about me pointing out that they were loud on the radio. <laughs> Here's another actual journalist who just verified what I said, and he also went to UNC, so go
0: cry about it. And they were loud. I mean, that's... <laughs> fine. Were,
1: that doesn't mean Carolina fans weren't loud, too.
0: There were plays where it looked like, you know... Sam Howell got sacked and then there'd be a roar from the crowd. I mean, wait, what happened? Did he get the, no, that was just the App State fans reacting. Was and they what were stuck that out loud, That the, they yeah. tricked me. Right. Yeah.
1: That was what stuck out yeah. to me. I got tricked a time or two where I was like, wait, didn't Jones Angel just say, and yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I don't know. Um, look, I thought App was the beginning, at the beginning of the year, I thought App was the better team. Um, so th- in theory, this shouldn't have surprised me all that much, I guess. I, I think we just let the first two games of the year, fool us a little bit for North Carolina. I I also think this, that like Carolina had a lot of one score games last year. I mean, they've had those the last couple years and when a few finally flipped their direction, I think we all maybe took it a little too. I don't know. I, I guess that's, that's certainly a possibility that we took it a little too seriously. That's not to say wake and app aren't good. You could make a case wake and app are the best two teams Carolina's played. You know,
0: I think so. Yeah, I think, I think you could. And, I mean Mac was very, Mac Brown, UNC coach was very, uh, Honest about things after the game in a way that most coaches are not, and he said he kind of thought they'd be two and two at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's fair. But I actually thought they'd be one and four.
0: I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I thought zero and five was a reasonable <laughs> I expectation. Did I did too. I thought they would probably pull at least one out, but like zero and five was not out of the realm of possibility. But he said, I thought we would be two and two, but I thought we would have won the other two games. Uh, he said so that that he thought he would they would have lost the first two and then come back and beat and wake and App State. So it's. Yeah, the, the way things have gone, it seems like things are spiraling out of control and now Clemson comes to town. But oh again, it's possible they could be 0-4 at this point. And he brought that up as a possibility as well after the game. So with, with the injuries UNC has had on the offensive line. Um,
1: Which I also got grief reporting out. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying that it's affecting the way that they're playing. That doesn't mean that they can't play better and figure it out. I mean, they've known Nick Polino's out for a while and it still seems to be an issue at center a couple weeks out.
0: Yeah, he uh, the, the new center Brian Anderson is really struggling. And so he's it's had not a bunch so of much snap
1: infractions, it's, right?
0: Yeah, and and there have been guys that are just like a lot of the pressure is coming straight up the middle where either he doesn't get them <laughs> or there's miscommunications. I mean, he's struggling. And I talked to him after the game and he admitted that that he's struggling um that he's trying not to get frustrated and it's, you know, this is a, a new guy at the position. So it's not so much the injuries are an excuse, it's more that the guy replacing one of the key injured players is, is struggling right now with, with the job and I don't think you know I'm, I don't like picking on college players but I don't think there's any way you can hide the fact that yeah he's struggling in that position he may not be ready to have stepped in and, and lead the team at that point it's such a crucial position uh, and Mac Brown has said that they've tried just about everybody snapping the ball just to see if they have any other options
1: um look app one I think it's great for them uh, great to break through the p5 thing. there were a lot of people this week talking about how app gets too much credit because they haven't beaten AP5 since Michigan. Um I think the context to add there is important considering they were not full FBS until 2016 and I think it's worth celebrating the fact that they win their league routinely and they've won national titles at the FCS level. Um But that I've said my piece on that on here and ranted about it enough, probably. And they
0: get one shot a year at a power five team. Like it's not like it's not like they're going to have nine or ten. Going to South Carolina,
1: (laughs) oh boy, (laughs) that should go great. It should not for South Carolina. But yeah, um, look, I think App's really, really good. I will say this: Eli Drinkwitz, that timeout at the end, why? What was that? I was very confused watching that from the press box at NC State. W- yeah why why did he call that timeout like carolina was not gonna have time to kick that field goal i don't think
0: yeah i'm not sure if, what he was doing there he called the timeout um,
1: with what like five seconds to go i want to say yeah when it looked like carolina was that carolina didn't for full context carolina did not have timeouts they were sort of rushing down the field and it looked like they were about to like rush on the field goal unit and they were going to wind the clock after the first down right
0: well i thought he got out of bounds though after on the maybe i'm getting the plays confused i thought that um was it Deami Brown? I thought he got out of bounds so the clock may have been stopped. Um, yeah, I'm
1: not sure. Either way, like he let them get set up.
0: He did. Yeah, like, he did the let thing. them get set up. He let
1: them like actually do a legit field goal operation. Like without it being like a Chinese fire drill or whatever it is, you know.
0: But again, they blocked it. So maybe maybe he did something right during that timeout as well. I guess, like, don't know right. what he said. Yeah, totally. But yeah, they ended up blocking that kick. And
1: But we were all incredulous in the press box. Like, "Eli, what are you doing?"
0: On the other hand, he did, he had a great play call when they were mm-hmm. trying to kill the clock and they had that quarterback keeper around right end when everyone else was going to the left and yeah. Carolina was totally sold out to the left. And that, that basically ended the game right there when he, when he kept that ball and, and you just watch that from the press box and you just have to drop your pen and say, yeah, that that's, yeah, that was just an amazing play call.
1: Yeah. And look, you know, he knew Carolina pretty well from having been in NC state, but app has a. Deep roster full of guys that have started a lot of football games, and this program is a real program and worthy of respect from the others around here, because y'all haven't done anything, so go cry about it. Okay, I'm being too mean.
0: And they got hit in the mouth right in the start. Like, yes. they couldn't have started that game worse. And so to come back from it, that, they did
1: score like 13 seconds in, right? Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, App <laughs> yeah, got hit in the mouth oh, yeah, right yeah. at
0: the very beginning, and, and like it would have been easy for a team like that. This they're on the big stage. This is the first time since 1940 we've been here. Okay, it's just not our day. And I think part of the problem, like you know, Carolina may have thought that as well <laughs> that was going to happen. But yeah, for App State to you know take that hit and then come right back uh, was was very impressive as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't know the times for all of these games, so I'm just going to skip around <laughs> as best I can. Um, let's see. What do we have here? We got Louisville, Florida State. Uh, breaking news. Florida State lost a halftime lead again. Like, and, and people keep talking about Florida State gaining a halftime lead as if it's good. And they're like, wow, <laughs> Florida State's fixed all their problems. And I feel... It makes me feel like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day when he keeps waking up and hearing the song over and over again and going, does no one, like, is everyone else not aware that this day is repeating? (laughs) Am I the only one that knows this? Why are we all pretending as if, Uh, yeah. So, obviously, Florida State getting the halftime lead is exactly. So, NC State, take note for this week. Let Florida State get a big lead on you. The bigger, the better. That's right. You know, let them look great. Then they'll go into the they'll go into the fourth quarter. Um, David Hale from ESPN he went back and found this stat, and it's pretty amazing. I think Florida State's the only team he could find in its first four games uh, to both lead and trail in every fourth quarter.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's that's a pretty good stat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty wild, and I, it makes sense. Like it's. <laughs> It, it, and every other team, uh, the only team he could find, I think, was like 0-4 or something like that. Mm. I don't, whatever it was, like it's it's pretty wild. Florida State, um, it's not fixed, but they're better than last year. We all know that. Um, yeah. Louisville's better than last year, too.
0: Yes, that's, you know? that's definitely true.
1: Two coaches, you know, two – well, Louisville has a coach they're not quitting on, so that's always good. <laughs> and, you know, I, I do think Florida State wants to get it together, but Willie – Willie Tiger just has to kind of, I know there were some guys he sat out in that game. Cause he, they weren't meeting, you know, one of those like suspended for whatever team rules or something, but that's something he needs to do. If they're not meeting, if, if their personality problems, no matter how talented they are, like he can't take any shortcuts as much as they want him to. That's part of how he got here, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what, that's what good coaches do is they're willing to take that hit, even if it costs them in the short run, uh, to, to instill their will on a program. So I, I think that that's, that's what he's trying to do. The thing that still strikes me about Florida State, this, the reason I still can't buy them even if, after they beat well, Louisville well, here. Well, I mean, to I be mean, fair,
1: though, like, what are you buying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> like, what, to what extent? Like, what, to what extent are you buying? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But that's they don't have a playbook on offense, and I still don't understand how that's possible. You know who, I mean, else?
1: <laughs> you know who else didn't have a playbook? I don't think. Who? I'm pretty sure. I thought Paul Johnson didn't. Either that or his, like, plays didn't have, like... I I think Paul Johnson didn't have a playbook.
0: Well, that's... I mean, they're putting a lot... I I could see that because the quarterback has a lot of decision-making to do right, you know, as the play's going on. So that makes a little more sense. But, you know, with Florida State, with a multiple offense, with all the stuff that they're doing, I don't understand... I don't know. I, yeah. It, they, they mentioned that it as, does as a good thing. Yeah. They yeah. mentioned that as a good thing during ACC like media days. And, right. and I didn't understand how that, how that could possibly work at the level they want to get to.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. Huh? That's weird. I didn't know that. Cause it does seem complicated. I guess Kendall Bryles doesn't like to leave a paper trail. So
0: that could be <laughs>
1: not sorry. Don't at me. Baylor homers. Uh, Oh boy. Speaking of Florida teams. Mm. this is my fault this is my fault (laughs) y'all all all know what i said last week on this podcast that i was extremely uncomfortable about the fact that i have nothing snarky to say about miami football like and i like this miami team and i felt that way and then miami did whatever we are calling that
0: now you do now you do have snarky things to say. So thank you, Miami. Oh. Thank you for that.
1: Darren Williams still played pretty well. Um, 17 and 24, hundred and fifty-one one touchdown. He's sacked four times by central Michigan though. That's not yeah. good. Has it? I feel like he's been sacked like 20 times this year already.
0: He that, has taken a I lot might, of hits. Yeah. That might
1: not be an exaggeration. Like he got sacked 10 against Florida. How many times did Carolina sack him? Like three?
0: They got him a bunch. Yeah.
1: Or maybe more than three. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. It's not great. I hope Bethune Cookman didn't sack him, but who who knows? Oh, <laughs> just I I do still like this team, but they had thirteen penalties. It's just it's I need them to not. I need them to not. That's what I need. Yeah, M- Manny Manny Diaz is going to do some learning on the job. I feel like, and I think we're seeing that play out a little bit. Um, he's going to get a little bit of a grace period, obviously. Uh, but I just. They have so much potential. I love that defense. I really do like Jaron Williams. Um, they need an offensive line that can...
0: I think that's the problem, yeah. Their, their offensive line is not stopping it's anyone. It's so
1: horrible. 14.
0: Ugh. He's been sacked 14 Jeez. times this
1: year. Jeez. Golly. Four games, but still. Um, Wait, that's it? 14?
0: That was... Yeah. Well, that was going in. No, that was going into the okay, Central Michigan game. Okay, so 18 Michigan now. Game, so 18. Yeah. So 20 was not that far off. Oh You're my right.
1: Oh, God through four games y'all like that's too much um but they won uh 17 to 12 (laughs) gross let's just move on um pit what what was that i i also spent last week on the podcast yelling at pat narduzzi and getting my son to do the same thing and tell him be smart pat
0: well, yeah. Last week there was no excuse for last week. I don't care what he says. There's no. no excuse for last week. That was a riverboat Ron call. That was that. <laughs> that was you can try to you could try to defend that, but that was just a bad call. And and defending it is just piling dirt on yourself at that point.
1: Yeah. No. I, I Craig Meyer was on with me on Thursday um, from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and I was like, you can't defend it, but just help me understand. <laughs> and and he did help me understand a little, so that helped. Um, he thought maybe I guess there was speculation that Mark Whipple, their OC, made the call to kick. And he was sort of trying to cover for him a little bit and for the kicker a little bit, too, because mm-hmm. like put it on me, like put the attention on me, not on the kicker, that missed, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, which, which, that's admirable uh, if that's what he was doing.
1: Right. Agreed. And I was like, OK, I feel slightly better about this if that's true. So good for you. But it also <laughs> made me realize, hey, this is a coach that could never beat Larry Fedora. So there's that. I mean, like th- that would never forget. So, yeah. Pitt, <laughs> Pitt gets up big against UCF, which I think stunned most of us and Pitt being Pitt, nothing can be easy, but, uh, they managed to hang on and, and they even ran a nifty little trick play for a touchdown.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Narduzzi kind of made up for, for the previous week with his, he stole the play from the, from the Eagles, right? That was the Philadelphia Eagles play basically. That yeah. They scored on. The
1: Philly special. Yep. That's exactly right. They ran the Philly special and they scored, um, I guess, I I don't know what to make a pit. I mean, they were able to run the ball, which that's been a big issue for them all year, not being able to do that. So, um, Kenny Pickett played pretty well, but he was 25 of 47 and averaged 4.8 yards per attempt. <laughs> Gross. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. You never really know what to make a pit. Like, th- that's the thing. They they are the ultimate coastal division team because you're just like, what are you? Yes. Um, yes. I like their defense. I said, I've said that you know, they played really well against Penn State, but how much of a factor are they going to be? I don't know. I really yeah. don't.
0: And <laughs> yeah, their offense is significantly different because they don't have any runners or they don't have runners like they've had, I right. should say, the previous few years uh, this year. So it's more of it is on picket. And he's he's been up to the job.
1: For the most part. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's... He's, he's doing more than managing the game, I guess, which is... But the big thing about this game, this was the second biggest result of the week for App State because this clears the way for them to get to a... Oh. to a college football playoff poll or not not the playoff but one of those bowls that the college football oh, the playoff G5. runs because yeah that this gets UCF out of the way clears the path for App State.
1: Yeah, well, sad. boy A Boise's still a factor And the Mountain West is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um the Mountain West has like quite a few <laughs> P5 wins in their cap. Um but yeah, I look, I would love that. App sadly though is at a deficit coming from the Sun Belt as we all know. <laughs> yes. That's Pretty much. I mean, would you say that's the worst PFA or worst, uh, FBS conference? Probably. Right. It's uh, at least thought of d- that way.
0: Yeah. D- yeah. Yeah. Definitely thought of that way. Uh, yeah. And it's down there. I'm trying to think of one worse I off the top of my head, maybe the pack 12, but no, I didn't say oh, that out loud. I'm sorry.
1: Oh. What about all those ranked teams though? Remember when y'all had all those ranked teams? Oh, that was cute. That went away. <laughs>
0: Cal is the only unbeaten team left in the Pac-12. So yeah, things are going great Cal, out there.
1: Cal Cal is the Michigan State of the West Coast in that they are unwatchable. Um so they are just hideous to watch play football. But they won. So there's that. Um yeah, that was I don't know what to make of Pitt. That was a huge huge win for them, you would think, but look, they've done this kind of thing before. They really have. They yeah. you know, so I don't know I don't know what it's going to turn into. Um it just makes things a little bit more interesting. Oh, I've been putting it off. I've been putting <laughs> it off, but Virginia. What was that, honey? What was that? A mutual friend of ours, uh, Caroline Darney, and uh the person who posts this podcast as well. Caroline um was at a wedding on Saturday, so
0: she missed the fun. Oh.
1: She was uh, texting me throughout, very <laughs> worried, and I, I did tell her. I said, "Look, it's early," and then I saw they'd gone up seventeen, nothing, and I said, "Oh, okay, now we can start having this conversation." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old Dominion did, and I, I even tweeted something along th- these lines. But Bronco Mendenhall, he's a very good defensive coach, but I was—it's a mystery to me sometimes that, like he can shut down David Cutcliffe's offense routinely, Mm -hmm. but like let's old dominion come in and carve him up for at least a half. The the defense played great in the second half, by the way, but in the first half, it just seemed like old dominion was doing whatever it wanted. Yes. Um, The bigger concern though, it has to be Virginia's offense. And I think, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast. I'm not, it's not that I don't like Virginia. I do. I, I worry about their offense just because I don't know that it's as explosive as, you know, like a team like Wake Forest. Now I like Virginia's defense better than Wake's defense. I do, Mm -hmm. but and like a lot, but the offense has reason for concern. Now it's worth pointing out since we did this about North Carolina, um, that apparently Virginia center did not play. Um, that obviously, as we've seen, (laughs) that's a,
0: that's a major problem.
1: Yeah. uh, It's just the thing about Virginia's offense is, you know, you don't expect to see them struggle against a team like old dominion. You just don't. Um, that's not to say old dominion, is terrible. They're not, but you don't expect to see that offense struggle against a defense like that. Um, so it was concerning, but Bryce Perkins made plays when he needed to, because he's great. Um, but they just, I mean, 2.4 a carry. That's, that's where you see the impact of the center missing. Yep. I think. Yeah, like,
0: Absolutely. 2.4 yep.
1: a carry against old dominion. That's not what you want.
0: And Perkins was sacked twice, which again, for a mobile quarterback like him, that's, yep. that's a lot.
1: Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not in pick mode on, on Virginia right now. I'm really not.
0: No, they, I mean, they won the game by double digits, so it's, yeah, The it was a rough start. Hello. <laughs> it was a autoplay videos, ladies and gentlemen. It was a rough start. Oh, but.
1: Go ACC. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there you go. No, I want to click on the, thanks ESPN, no one asked for that. Literally, we've all asked for the opposite.
0: And how is this, we, we talked about this a little with App not getting to play UNC, how is this the first time Old Dominion has ever played Virginia?
1: Wait, really? I missed that.
0: That's, I I pretty sure that's true, that this is the first time they've played. I know Old Dominion's played Virginia Tech. I, I kind of remember some of those games, but yeah, yeah this was well, supposedly yeah. the first time that Old Dominion has played Virginia, which that's, you know, Virginia doesn't have that many teams where you would think they would get together at least <laughs> once in a while. And Virginia wasn't that good for a lot of years, so you would have thought that they would have, although maybe that's why. Maybe they didn't want to risk losing to Old Dominion on those years when when they weren't good back in the 70s.
1: And look, I do think it's important, by the way, to add. You know, we we talk about Carolina not playing app, for instance, and NC State has complained about playing ECU in the past. I get that. And I actually understand it. My my issue with the local fans has been like, don't tear down what app does. Because, you know, just because like it's not as hard as you have it. Well, y'all aren't on the same. It's not the same playing field. Like, it's just not. Um, It's not worth pretending that it is. But, you know. At the same time, I totally like. Why would you play those games? Why would you want to play teams that are pretty decent programs in ECU? ECU is usually pretty good, or mm-hmm. an app that's been great. Because like, what's the payoff if you win versus if you lose? I totally understand why State and, and Carolina would rather not play those games.
0: Right, and that's, you know, you're playing your kid brother, basically. Not not saying that the other teams are at that level, but that's what it's like attitude-wise. They want to do, they, this is their Super Bowl. They want to beat you more than anything else in the world, and when you win... You get nothing. Right. If UNC had beaten App State, then everybody would have wanted to know why they haven't played Charlotte or why they haven't played ECU. This is why Dean Smith never played an in-state team unless he had to. Really? Yeah, Dean Smith had a rule where he would not play any of them because he said, when I play one of them, it doesn't oh, make and them they, happy. And it makes everyone else to. upset. Yeah, it right. makes everyone else upset that they don't get the game. So, so he that was the rule, and that's that's a lot of the reason why other sports programs don't play at, at UNC because Dean Smith had it that way, and and so that's the rule. I mean, that's it's funny. In football practice earlier this season, in preseason, um, we asked to speak to one of the freshmen, and we're told no, and we're like, "Is that a school policy?" And they basically still. They basically said no. It, it was a Dean Smith policy, and so we said this is the football team. Years after he died, let alone not work there anymore. But because Dean Smith didn't want to do it that way, didn't want freshmen to talk to the media. A lot of the teams at UNC still don't. So he he In- had a lot of pull.
1: Mac Brown adopted that policy, huh? He did. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. If you know the history of Mac Brown's first tenure <laughs> at UNC, like at all, because wasn't the big fi- biggest fan of the basketball program.
0: That, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons there was a bit of an interlude between his first and second tenure was, yeah, the, uh-huh. the basketball program.
1: So. Yes, that's why he stayed at Texas. Exactly. And that's why. Well, that's why he went to Texas, at least in part. Um, I think he was a little overly sensitive about some of that stuff, but, you know, <laughs> that's whatever. Um, I also get it. It's a basketball first school. But, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he had d- adopted that policy. Yeah. Um, But it makes sense. It's like you said, for Virginia, there's not, unless you're talking about like maybe you do a home and home with them and you Mm -hmm. go to the Tidewater because that's where Old Dominion is. I think that's why Virginia Tech originally took that series. But you know what's happened to Virginia Tech? They got housed there last year and everyone's still laughing at them about it. Like that's, and that's, you know, that's the downside. Like that's the thing. And that's something that stays with you. Um, So I get it. I I do get it. Like it's cool when the in state teams can play each other. I love it. I think Mm -hmm. it's great. But from those schools' perspectives, I totally understand, like, right. And you you can call them cowardly. You're probably right, and that's cool. I mean, they don't want Bama either. Trust me, right. You know what I mean, like, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't. But, but they get more credit against Bama, exactly. win or lose, than they do. Duke got more credit for their opening game getting blown out, getting their doors blown off in that opening game that then UNC would have gotten if they beat App State.
1: That's you know what you yeah you you really said it pretty well, and and really. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Um, but yeah, Virginia one, I'm not that all that worried about them. Um, you know, four is four. No, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Um, obviously this week might be a little different <laughs> at Notre Dame, but you know, that that doesn't matter you get to this point four and no, you got to feel pretty good. If you're Virginia, you've passed some of your early tests and you know, that's okay. That's fine. You take four and however you get there. Cause there are plenty of teams in college football that are not, <laughs> um i did not move them up in my poll though like some people did no you can't i don't think you
0: can move them up after that well they did they moved up like
1: four spots and i was like um guys but anyway it's fine i do this virginia because i i know that you can be better oh my god i feel like i'm talking to a kid (laughs) like you're my child virginia i'm not mad i'm just disappointed (laughs) and i'm not even that disappointed you won the game it's whatever Uh, (laughs) um i did think it was interesting that bobby wilder went for a fourth down Pretty close to his own end. Did you see that?
0: I saw. I didn't watch the. Play. Right. Did I didn't watch that did happen, that? but I saw that he did it. Yeah.
1: Um. I thought that was interesting. I didn't hate it. Um. David Teal from the Daily Progress in Charlottesville. He talked about it though, and he said he didn't hate the decision, but he hated the call because they hadn't run the ball all day, and they were trying to run it up the gut, and it got stuffed. Mm-hmm. Um. It pretty much sealed the game for Virginia. But I, I respect it. I respect the decision. I respect the the chutzpah. You know, I, I do so.
0: The big question is, did they call timeout after they decided to go for it? I, I, I hate that more than anything. Would they
1: try to draw off sides? And then no, they it's not even
0: that. Uh-oh. It's that we're going to go for it, we're going to go for it, we're going to go for it. Uh, hold on, timeout. Like, I don't care what you do after the timeout. You're going to fail. It doesn't matter whether you kick it or whether you go for it now. Like If you're going to go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Have a play ready and go for it the confusion when you decide to go for it yeah. to me, that's oh, inexcusable yeah. that, that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts in the NFL. It drives me nuts when it happens in college. And I saw it cause you know, I was only at one game on Saturday. So I watched more than usual on TV and yeah, I saw it about four times on Saturday and it just drives me nuts.
1: Sean, when you talk about a team wasting timeouts, it is upsetting to me (laughs) as a Carolina Panther fan, and I'm already very fragile right now.
0: Carol, UNC did it once, and I said that I I thought they were going for the full riverboat because they decided to go for it on fourth down. Then they called timeout. I said, now all they need to do is send out their kicker and have him miss, and that's it. That's the four-part riverboat special, if they had done that. But they went for it, and they actually made it. So, so they they broke the riverboat with with the last two parts of that play. Uh,
1: yeah, we're gonna get to NC State, uh, in a second here. Ooh. Um, I did I had forgotten this quote by the way from Florida State, uh, Louisville, where after the game, Alex Hornibrook, the quarterback who came in for James Blackman, was asked about FSU perhaps exercising demons with their fourth quarter. He responded, "Quote: I don't know what that means." exercising demons <laughs> what <laughs> how i, I these, thought that was a pretty common phrase
0: these are kids they're young kids <laughs> that, that's a little surprising this is like the
1: tennessee guy who didn't know how to use a phone
0: I, I i did you see
1: that the tennessee quarterback didn't know how to use a landline phone that. and yes. put it up to his ear <laughs> okay yeah that's an You know what we really need, speaking of fourth quarters, is like Carolina and Florida State to like combine, right? Mm -hmm. Because Carolina's plus 29 in the fourth, and Florida State is Mm -hmm. in the fourth. That's what they are. (laughs) Okay. We can close it out with NC State.
0: You were there, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was. I was definitely there. Uh, state. Well, you know, speaking of the old, it's the old Dominion thing, right? You won. Yeah. Um, and it was different though than, than Old Dominion because state got out to a lead and it looked like they were in pretty good control. And then the second half happened and just did not inspire much confidence, um, at all. Uh, they won. What was the final? It was like
0: they won by double digits 34 23. Yeah. They
1: but they, uh, Ball State had an onside kick uh and got the ball back and in position to score. They were at the goal line. It was a pick in the end zone that sort of sealed
0: mm-hmm.
1: um sealed the game officially for state, making it interesting in the fourth quarter. But yeah, they they had a 20-point lead that they almost let whittle all the way down and um look, state's got some injuries too uh that they're dealing with, but the defense is the defense is fine. Like I thought they played fine. The offense is an issue. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, it's not
1: the issue, but it is an issue. You know what I mean? The defense was always going to have to carry this team because they're rebuilding so much, especially on offense. Right, yes. So I'm not trying to pick on the offense, but like things are getting a little angsty in Raleigh right now. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: Mm, a but little bit, yeah.
1: There was a palpable uh, <laughs> palpable angst present at carter Friendly Stadium <laughs> in the second half because Matthew McKay has been the starter all year. He's the starter because he doesn't turn the football over period. Like that's mm-hmm. the reason. He hasn't been great. Um he got pulled in the first half. And
0: I was going to ask you about that. Yes. Why he got what, what happened that that necessitated that.
1: Um uh, he got pulled for Bailey Hawkman. Evidently this was always planned. What Dave Doran wanted was to get Bailey Hawkman a series like a real series mm-hmm. in game action that actually was still the game was not already decided. Um so the pre-plan going in was for Bailey Hawkman to get one series and that's it. And that was the plan. And there was never any plan to deviate from that Um, because fans were upset that Bailey Hockman got pulled after that because he threw a pick that went off his receiver's hands and really wasn't. I don't think that was Bailey Hockman's fault, Mm -hmm. but apparently that was the plan all along. Um, And Matthew McKay was great after that. Actually really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, That seemed to kind of light a fire under him and you're like, okay. And then the second half he was, I believe I don't have the numbers in front of me. One for eight. Oh, okay. They had 16 (laughs) pass yards in the second half.
0: Okay.
1: Not good. Um, so yeah, that's I don't know. And look, we just haven't seen enough of Bailey Hockman. This is a little bit to me, oh God. Now I'm gonna get triggered. It's it's not quite like the Cam Newton, Kyle Allen situation, but it is in the sense that like literally anything that Bailey does. The fans are immediately like, oh, my God, he did this. Like, this is amazing. Like, he can complete this throw. This is the best throw I've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, all year. Like, people are going to overreact to it in a good way. Right. I don't know that Dave has much choice. I know he wants to play Matt because he doesn't turn it over.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know that he has much choice, right? I don't know. I don't know what you think. It's just – it's –
0: yeah, I haven't seen a lot of state in person or on TV. Like I've, you know, followed the games obviously, but but yeah, just because of my schedule, I haven't seen them a lot where where I can break down what they're doing. But I mean, that's and I got to my car at UNC, I believe, for Hawkman's drive because that that was yeah. I, I was like, why is he in the game? What has happened? And then he immediately threw that interception. He got a I'm big like, round what of is going too. on? Yeah, yeah. And, and but yeah, I mean, that's I I find it tough for somebody to lose their job because of mediocrity or because they're not as good as you want them to be. That's the dilemma. Yeah, exactly. And And, so that's, and it
1: does make it interesting to me because it's not the typical one we've seen. Um, He does have some accuracy issues and he hasn't really stretched the field, but Mm -hmm. I mean, he certainly hasn't been turning it over left and right. And I think that's been Dave Dorn's biggest issue. Their defense needs to be better. Just period. It does. Um, It's been, they're going to get some guys back, I think. So that'll help. But yeah, it was. It,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ball State threw for three hundred thirty-three yards. That's, um, that's a lot of yards to give up to <laughs> to Ball State. They,
1: but they pretty much only pass. That's just like their entire. Oh
0: offense. yeah, fifty-seven passes. <laughs> 57 Holy passes, cow. Yeah.
1: So that part I didn't. You know, that was whatever. But it's just you know, I I don't know. I think look, it's it's worth putting it into perspective the same way we did for Carolina. Mm-hmm. That like, this was always supposed to be a rebuild. If you had told state fans they had one loss at this point in the year, they'd probably be like, fine. Right. You know, that's it. You know, I mean, you just sort of have to take it right now and you don't know where they're going to end up. But right now, I think it's okay. The only disappointment to me is that the defense hasn't been better. Um, But maybe that'll change. Who knows? I don't know. Um, Well, I want to get you out of here. But first, (laughs) I want to, well, just saying, (laughs) by the way, for full. I I get that a lot. So so, Jeez. For the full scene setting here, y'all, I'm home with a sick kid. And Sean is the only other human <laughs> besides my kid and my husband that I will see today. It's super, it's super <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> no, nah, uh, he's, he's thankfully on the uh, upswing, I think, knock on wood, but um,
0: your son, not me. Yeah. I think yeah. he was
1: just puking. Cause he was, he knew Kyle Allen was starting yesterday. <clears throat> um, turned out he had nothing to worry about except for the takes the next day. Uh, yeah. So Duke going to Virginia tech, I feel like we still – its somehow we still don't know a whole lot about Duke. And I feel like even though Virginia Tech's look pretty meh, that we're not going to see a meh Virginia Tech on Thursday night. I don't know what you think.
0: No, I agree. Um, yeah, Duke got got housed in the first game. Of course, and, as expected. And, and but... housed their opponent in the second game, and you knew nothing about them. And, you know, I asked the players about that afterwards. I'm like – and, of course, they refused to answer it. But, yeah, we don't know anything about this team because what happened was supposed to happen, and we didn't see anything new. Uh I was impressed with the Middle Tennessee State win, but again, sure. it's Middle Tennessee State.
1: Hey, they played them better than Michigan did.
0: Yeah, that's true. And they, you know, they Although, did what they had to do. It was a tough road win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a road win where you you just go in expecting them to look bad and win. Right. And, and, and they looked good and win. Yep. So that's so so a step up for that. But yeah, I think we'll we'll see a lot about Quentin Harris in this game, the Duke quarterback to see if he's really um, up to the test because he wasn't against Alabama. Like he struggled against Alabama I mean, and, and as many with people of course do, the context that yeah. it's Alabama, this yeah. will be a fairer test for him for th- sure. than that. Uh, but it's his first test really that, that he'll have this season after Alabama. So it'll be interesting to see. I will be there. Mm, um, of course, you will. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens and see. It's, it's Friday night, not Thursday night. But oh, dang that, it! Yeah, so.
1: I don't wait. How did Wake not get that spot? What's going on? <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for correcting me because I. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. I'm going to go through my week that way probably. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean. Well, I enjoyed this little bottom of the pile podcast reunion.
0: Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's good to be back. And now, now that one of us knows what they're doing on these things, it was definitely a lot That's more fun to have this
1: pretty <laughs> loosely put, but fair enough. All right. Until Thursday, everybody.